everybody and welcome along to the Event Industry News podcast. This week is the second Event Wellbeing Week. Delivered by the organisation EventWell, this week aims to raise awareness on the issue of wellbeing within the events industry and how event professionals can and should be taking better care of themselves. This week is also encouraging event professionals to take a proactive approach to supporting the well-being of both them and their colleagues. Throughout this week, we've been releasing special episodes of the Event Industry News podcast, with each one welcoming a different guest to discuss their involvement with the Eventwell initiative and to find out about their own experiences when it comes to well-being. We've also looked at the challenges that event professionals face when it comes to looking after themselves and their colleagues. So far this week, our guests have been Eventwell founder Helen Moon, Mark Mayer from Boulevard Events, and yesterday we spoke to Melissa Noakes, an experienced event professional of over 15 years. Today, we welcome Emily Forwell from Vital Health Nutrition. Emily, thanks very much for joining the podcast today. Hello, good morning. Um, so far this week on these special editions of the podcast, we've, we've spoken to people who are very much um, embedded as, as suppliers and organisers with the industry. Your role and, and your background professionally is a little bit different to our guests that we've had on. Why don't we start by explaining a little bit about what you do professionally? Okay, so uh, with my business partner, Lisa Patient, uh, we set up Vital Health Nutrition five years ago. We're both um, registered nutritional therapists and we work um, with uh, clients on a one-to-one basis. But both of us came from a corporate background, so we know the stresses that people are under in the workplace. And we've created Vital Health Nutrition to go into companies to educate employees on how they can look after themselves better with all the pressures that come with being in a busy working environment. So our services range from going in to do seminars on various health topics mm-hmm. to tasting tables. We do um, mini consultations on site and generally get involved with um, companies' wellbeing weeks and wellbeing days. But everything from a kind of nutrition and health perspective. Um, so that's where we come from. And yeah, we're, because of our background, we can relate to the pressures that um, employees are under. Sure. And um, th- th- there are a lot of um, nutritionists and-, and health professionals out there. But um, a- as you point out, this was designed specifically for, for companies and businesses and organisations, um, taking into account, presumably, that you're dealing with large numbers of people, that there may be a lot of people that are travelling for business, um, all those sort of additional things that maybe nutritionists who focus on a one-to-one basis with, with clients um, maybe don't have to-, to consider as much. When we translate what you guys do professionally into Event Wellbeing Week 2018 and with EventWell. Tell us about your involvement with this particular initiative and how that came about. So um, I know Helen personally, um, I've known her for years. She's a family member. Um, And last year she gave us the opportunity to run a masterclass on stress. So in EventWell 2017, um, I gave a presentation to a group of event planners in Admiralty, oh, I can't remember where it was, somewhere in London, some fancy building. Anyway, so uh, that was the start of it. And then this year, Helen invited us to deliver two masterclasses at Square Meals, Venues and Events Live. So um, yesterday afternoon, Lisa gave a presentation on the science of sleep from a nutritional perspective. Mm -hmm. And today at four o'clock, I'm giving a talk on how to have great energy levels throughout the day. So both talks are aimed at event professionals um, to really give them an understanding of how they can support their own health and energy in a kind of busy working environment. 
And Helen have done some research and found out that the things that people are most concerned about are sleep and what they should be eating to have great energy. So we've tailored the presentations to meet those needs. And, and what are the, some of the, 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 the key messages that were conveyed in, in yesterday's masterclass at Square Meal? Was it, was it about nutrition? Did it, did it have a, a number of different angles to it that you were able to include? Yes. So with sleep, it, obviously nutrition is, a, from our perspective, a big part, but there's a lot of lifestyle changes you can make. So Lisa talked through the kind of the science behind sleep, why we need sleep, what happens if you don't get enough sleep, how it affects your memory, your performance, your mood. Um, she then explained um, the phases of sleep. Um, and then we went into the nutrition aspects of sleep. So how you eat during the day will have an impact on your ability to get to sleep and how long you sleep and how deep your sleep is. Mm -hmm. So she talked through how we should be eating in order to generate good sleep. So what specific vitamins and minerals might cause a, a problem with, with sleep? Um, so what kind of foods you should be eating to make sure that your diet is really um, replete in those in those nutrients um, obviously she then talked about lifestyle changes you could make so there's lots of there's lots of information around sleep hygiene so what you should be doing leading up to sleep in order to ensure that your body knows now is the time to go to sleep mm. um, so it's a very practical presentation and that's what we like to do with everything all our presentations is that there's some easy things you can take away and start to implement and it, it doesn't have to be complex. Um, so really, it was really about what can you do as an individual to support your ability to get a good night's sleep and also explaining why that's so important. Sure. And she also touched on shift work and, and jet lag because obviously those can upset um, the rhythm of sleep. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you use the term easy ways to, 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 to do that. But um, I suppose it's, it's easy to say theoretically what works, you know, what you should be eating during the day in order to a good night's sleep. But I dare say you will have had people yesterday who say to you, well, it's all well and good you saying that, but I just don't have time. You know, yeah. when, I'm, when I'm working on site or I'm planning an event and I'm there and I'm supervising 10 different contractors coming in with equipment and blah, 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 blah. Um, how many people come up to you and say, well, it's easy to say that, but I just don't have time to do that. How easy is it really to, to get the right food yeah. down during the day? Interestingly, yesterday, nobody did. Um, and we, get, we handed out evaluation forms and asked people what they were going to change from today. But that is a very frequent hurdle we come up, across, up against. So people are often saying, I don't have time for this. And I guess from our perspective, it's about really prioritising your health because if you burn out, you're not going to be good to anybody. So it's about just planning in advance. And it doesn't need to take hours. It could just be that making sure when you're packing for the day, you've put some um, healthy snacks into your bag. So maybe it's a bag of nuts or something that's slow releasing. So we talked a lot yesterday about the importance of protein. And I'll touch on that again today. But I think it's just about taking, really prioritizing yourself equally to the job that you're doing so that you're going to give your best mm -hmm. and um i think we as a society we've kind of forgotten a bit about how important our health is so it really is just taking maybe five ten minutes to think through how am i going to look after myself today and that might mean just thinking a bit about what you're going to eat during the day and maybe making sure you've got something on you so you're not relying on what's being provided in the sure. venue 
and, and, and I suppose that there's a slight irony in that um, event professionals are ultimately people who make their living by planning and executing things. Yeah. And yet they'll say, oh, no, I haven't got time to, to, to get yeah. all those things. So actually, it just comes down to a bit of planning, doesn't it? It's what they do exactly. professionally. But if we're talking about nutrition, we're talking about maybe looking a week or 10 days before you know you're going to be really busy and going and doing some shopping, going and filling yeah. your cupboards up so that you've got stuff to grab out the cupboards in the morning, put in your bag and take with you. Yeah, you're right. They've got all the skills they need to do that. It's just I think we've stopped thinking about the importance of our health really as a kind of society. So if you want to enjoy your job as much as you can, if you want to have the best levels of energy and health, then we really need to take some of that time back and think, you know, what am I, what am I feeding my body? Is, that gonna, is it going to be performing to its best? So, yeah, um, they, they, we can all do it. But maybe event planners especially, because they are organised people, are in a better situation to, um, to make that happen. Sure. And, and uh, we're recording uh, this episode um, on the morning of, of the 20th of September, um, which will get published then later on today, because you, as, as you pointed out earlier on, you, you're going to deliver another masterclass today. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And, so this and, afternoon. And was, was that focused on, on the same uh, uh, subject as what you did yesterday or is this a, a different session completely? No. So today's session is called Power Up Your Energy Levels. Um, so it's all about how to have great energy levels throughout the day. Again, really important for someone who's got a busy event to, to get through. Mm -hmm. So it's about knowing what you should be eating, what times in the day, and to make sure that you don't flag, your concentration doesn't dip, you don't overreact to stress. So today's all about the kind of the fundamentals of, of great energy levels. Um, so yeah, so I think again, a really important subject for, for busy people and people who have who've got a lot of demands um, on them. Uh, when uh, I don't know if this is something that you're asked regularly, but um, having delivered these these masterclasses and, and and encountered people who work in the events profession, do you get people come up to you and saying, "Look, could you just give me three really quick tips or three or five really quick tips that I could just do that I could take away with me now, rather than having to read through loads and loads of stuff?" Yeah. Would you like me to give you the three tips? I'd, I'd love to because I'm. <laughs> everybody everybody listening out there going look I just need three quick things that I could just jot down yeah okay so the the trick is it's all about blood sugar balance so when your blood sugars drop that's when you start to feel tired you lose concentration you're more likely to overreact to stress so what your goal should be during the day is to never let that happen so the first thing is to is to eat regularly so don't leave more than four hours without eating so that in, in practical terms, that does mean having stuff on you. So having snacks in your bag, mm -hmm. but it's about what those snacks are. So the second point really is every time you eat, you should be having a combination of protein and slow releasing carbohydrate. So what that might look like is um, for breakfast, making sure there's some protein in there. So if you've got time, um, having some eggs for breakfast on a slice of wholemeal toast, if you haven't got quite so much time, maybe it's nut butter on a slice of toast, or it's a really good quality low sugar granola with lots of nuts and seeds in it with some yogurt. So in each of those situations, you've got the slow releasing carbohydrates. So that might be oats or the, the wholemeal bread mm -hmm. um, combined with um, the, uh, the protein. And protein takes us a long time to digest and it slows down the release of energy from everything you eat. So that's a really key 
trick is just to make sure you're always having protein, whether it's a snack or a meal. And then the third thing really is, is just to be aware of your stimulant intake. So mm. things like, I mean, sugar is a stimulant, coffee, alcohol, um, you know, soft uh, drinks like um, cola and those kind of things, energy drinks. All of those things give you a sharp burst of energy, but they're always followed by a crash. And you can't afford to have crashes on a busy day. So it's not that you shouldn't be drinking any caffeine. It's just that be aware that you're becoming over-reliant on it and that it's going to be creating those dips in your blood, blood sugar levels. And that's what we want to avoid. So really minimizing caffeine. Uh, and I would guess, just, just listen to what you said there about those crashes, it's just a sharp intake followed by a crash that... Mm people who maybe don't realize that sharp intake followed by the crash are then encouraged then they feel the crash and then they think well i need another one yes. so you then become you get yourself into a bit of a cycle where yeah you're on this roller coaster yeah you're, you're, you're intravenously absorbing red bull every 20 minutes yeah. yes because without it you feel like you can't function but it's the fact that you had it that's causing you not to function so but with all of this everything around caffeine it's you really mustn't go cold turkey. It's about slow withdrawal from things like that. Mm -hmm. But it's that understanding that they're contributing to this roller coaster. They're causing the crash that makes you feel you need one a couple of hours later. So that's what we work with a lot with people is, is trying to even out their blood sugar balance. Then their energy levels are much more consistent and they're better able to cope with the demands of a busy day. And do, do you think, um, again, uh, this is this is all hypothetical, but do you think that the people who turn around and say, oh, no, I, I just couldn't function without coffee when I'm on an event, you know, I couldn't function without my eight, nine, ten cups a day that I have to get through. Do, do you think that's partly because of what we've just spoken about, where yeah. that they're experiencing these crashes and they just think, well, I get tired easy, so I need more coffee, that actually yeah. if they experimented over a period of, weeks and maybe a couple of months in reducing that they'd actually feel that they were more consistently active and energized yeah definitely i mean the caffeine's very addictive so every time you have a coffee all you're doing is fulfilling that addiction um i know that sounds quite harsh about coffee but it, it's the truth um and yes yeah, so it's about slowly cutting down and then you'll find that your energy levels are much better than they were when you were fueling yourself by caffeine but it is you must take it slowly because the withdrawal effects can be quite severe. You know, people get headaches, they feel dreadful. They're going through a kind of detox, really. And you don't have to experience that. If you cut down, say, one cup every week, so say you have five cups a day now, you give yourself a goal to be having four cups a day in seven days' time, and then slowly reduce it that way. You don't go through the withdrawal effects then. Mm -hmm. um, Having delivered um, sessions at last year's uh, Event Wellbeing Week 2017 and returning this year with what sounds like a, an increased sort of presence and activity, um, have you been in contact, have you stayed in contact with anybody that attended the sessions or that you met through the Event Wellbeing Week last year? And have you been able to sort of monitor any results or have any, has anybody come back to you with any positive feedback to say, actually, I did that and it's really made an improvement? But last year was quite a small group, so unfortunately, no. But we do do that with our corporate clients. So mm. after every um, seminar that we run in a business, we send emails out for the next four to six weeks to remind them of the key points in the presentation. And we get some great feedback. You know, people's lives have changed. And some companies where we're working on a long-term project, so we're working with a company and we're going in uh, once a month for nine months, we've been back in 
four times now. Mm -hmm. And every time we go in, we'll ask at the start of the next presentation, Haven't, has anybody seen any health improvements? And the responses are fantastic. And breakfast is usually the thing that people change first because that's really, I think for most people, breakfast isn't really adequate. Um, and as soon as they start adding protein in, they feel much better throughout the morning. Um, yeah, so we do get some amazing feedback from people. You've, you've just mentioned breakfast there. And I know a lot of people who say, well, I'm just never hungry first thing in the morning. I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. for, I get up and I'm not, I'm not ready to eat anything immediately. Um, is, there a, is there a sort of mental hurdle that people have to get over to almost force themselves to eat? And is it healthy to, to force ourselves to eat when perhaps we don't feel hungry? when it comes to breakfast specifically? Yeah, so I think there's, there's, there's um, with nutrition, it's, it's a very individual thing. But if we're talking about blood sugar balance, I think my view is we should be eating breakfast um, because we need the fuel to keep us going throughout the morning. If you don't have breakfast, one, you're overriding your hunger mechanisms. So you should feel hungry when you wake up. But if you've spent years and years not having breakfast, then you kind of, you're ignoring those signals. If you don't have breakfast, your body's producing adrenaline to keep you going. That's where it's getting its energy reserves from. So the long-term impact of doing that means that you're putting a lot of pressure on your adrenal glands. And if they stop functioning well, you will experience real extremes of tiredness and it can cause other health issues. Sure. So by living like that, you're kind of forcing your body into finding alternative ways of keeping going, which isn't particularly healthy. The caveat to that is there's a lot of research now about fasting, but this really is for people who need to lose weight, who've got problems with blood sugar levels in terms of it's leading to type two diabetes. So if you're trying to lose weight or you're at risk of type two diabetes, there is research to say that delaying breakfast is good for your insulin levels. Um, but that's, to me, that's a different topic. You know, what we're talking about here is giving someone um, the, the kind of recipe really to having great energy levels throughout the day to be able to perform at their best. Sure. That's a, diff you know, a different topic from um, yeah, health issues around weight and diabetes. Um, one thing that we've we've touched on in in all of the episodes this week that that we've been um, that we've been putting out with with each of our guests is this um, uh, not idea but but the fact that in the events industry we experience these quite significant peaks and troughs professionally where you will go through busy periods followed by busy periods followed by manic periods as you lead <laughs> up to an event the event itself is is the crescendo the peak if you will and then suddenly you're in a trough you're you know post event you might have a blank diary for a couple of weeks and you have this crash where you have been running on adrenaline for several days on end and suddenly you get home and you you, you just crash and you know mm. you've experienced sometimes a bit of a, a bit of a low a low um for people who have been experiencing that is there an approach that they can take maybe they haven't been eating well for several days and they come back and suddenly they're ravenous and suddenly they're just eating everything and anything that they can get their hands on what, what sort of advice would you give to people who are experiencing that that post event come down if you will and what what could they be paying attention to in those um, in those periods i think the first thing that comes to mind is you know take advantage of that lull to look after yourself. So that's the time when you can start planning your meals and making sure that you're eating well so that the next event, you don't have this massive crash. 
and that you are eating well throughout it. So use that time to establish good habits. Um, I think, you know, if you're exhausted, again, if you've planned ahead, you should have something nutritious and, you know, that doesn't take long to cook when you get home. I think that's, that's where people come undone as well as coming home exhausted. Then you open the cupboard and the easiest thing to make is a bowl full of pasta. Mm. That's going to send your blood sugars shooting up again and crashing down again. So it's about being prepared and having things in the fridge and the cupboard that are going to be good for you. So quick meals when you get home could be anything with eggs. Eggs are incredibly quick. You can make yourself an omelette with some chopped vegetables in it, have it with a salad. Um, think about soups, they're really fast. And some of the fresh soups in the supermarket are completely fine. You know, they've got a good combination of protein and carbohydrate in them. So I think, again, it's back to that planning. You know when the event's gonna end, you know how you're likely to feel, make sure you've got something. Mm -hmm. that doesn't require too much effort to cook then. And then if you've got a lull, use that as a time to establish good habits um, and, and plan ahead for when your next event comes. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, inevitably you should be celebrating and rewarding yourself for having come through something. So maybe that's the time to have something that's a treat. You know, we can't be perfect all the time, but it's about, yeah, I think capitalizing on the free, the, the kind of more time, free time that you've got to establish some good new habits. Sure. On today's uh, episode of the Event Industry News podcast, we've been talking to Emily Forwell. Emily's from Vital Health Nutrition and has been delivering masterclasses during um, Event Wellbeing Week 2018. Um, if you've not tuned into any of our other podcasts that we've been uh, putting out this week, they are special editions of the podcast to coincide with Event Wellbeing Week 2018. The week is being delivered by the organisation EventWell and aims to raise awareness of the issue of well-being within the events industry and how event professionals can and should be taking better care of themselves. If you want to engage with EventWell and with Event Wellbeing Week 2018, on social media, the hashtag is EventWell18. The website is eventwell.org. And uh, all this week, if you if you have just tuned into this one today go back to our previous episodes that were published on monday tuesday and wednesday this week starting from the 17th of september and you'll hear a bit more about what's available on the event world website itself there are loads of resources and tricks and connections and ways to get in touch with event well um, as an event professional if you're working in the industry and uh, you want to find out how to take that a uh, bit more care of yourself get in touch with them and uh, i'm sure they'll be able to either put you in touch with the right people or help themselves emily thank Thank you very much for joining the podcast today it's been great to have you on board and as i said at the start of the episode emily has given us today a bit more of a solutions based uh, um podcast uh, as opposed to somebody who's actually telling us about um their experiences with the industry industry which is what we've had earlier this week emily thanks very much thank you it's been great thanks and head over to uh, eventindustrynews.com. As I said, if you're just tuning into this one for the first time today, please do go back starting from Monday, the 17th of September. Listen to our first episode with our guest, Helen Moon, who's the founder of EventWell, and find out from the very beginning why this organization was created and why it's so important that we're all taking the time to look after ourselves and look after our colleagues working in this industry. Thanks very much for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks very much, everybody. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.